0: Welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go. I'm your host, Jenny, and I have a special guest today whose name is Dassy. That's right. I said it. D-A-C-I, Dassy. And I know that's not a name you hear every day in your life, but that's part of what makes her special. So Dassy, say hello, introduce yourself.
1: Hello. I am very proud that you actually spelled it right. I really That's am. right. Man, you're <laughs> a sincere friend. I uh, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, my name is Dassy, means a uh, truly southern handmaiden of God. I love it. Uh we <laughs> we did not know that when they named me. In. I think my mom was just being crazy, but uh, yeah, my name is Dassey. I'm from Leesville, Louisiana, and I am 21 years old. Um, I'm a teacher for first and second graders. I love them, even though they're sometimes hoodlums. They're good, and uh, I'm also the girls' leader within my church, so it's all very exciting.
0: Cute, and tell us about your family.
1: My family, I have a, a redheaded husband. Uh, which is ironic because I'm also redheaded, you know. They and um, find
0: each other. I don't know how they do it.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I promised that I would never marry or date a redhead. And here I am. Huh. Joke's Red on head. you? Yeah, it's also funny because I have a redheaded child now. A freshie. You know, five and months fresh old. Fresh from the womb. Fresh from the womb. Five months old. His name is Elijah John Hudson and uh he is cute and he already knows it he's spoiled and he's already soaking it up by everybody including the daycare workers but <laughs> he's the rush
0: <laughs> great oh he i mean i've only seen pictures i have not gone to hold the babe in person one but one day i know one day i gotta come soon <laughs> otherwise he'll be too old <laughs> I was say, when he's
1: yeah. 12 years old you're gonna pick him up and I'm like, <laughs> can i hold
0: you <laughs> okay well, Dassey, thank you for being on this podcast. I would love for us to share how we first became friends because it's it's quite a story. <laughs> this was about three years ago. Yes.
1: Yes. Right after I graduated high school and I was late to the airport. I remember that. And I was te- you well, asked. Back me up, I was not gonna tell
0: alive. them why you were late to the airport. I'm just kidding. What were you going to the airport for, Silly?
1: Oh man! Oh, I was—I was like, man, I don't remember why I was late. I think, it was late. <laughs> um, I was going to the airport because we were going on a mission trip for six weeks to Central America with an organization that is very, very dear to my heart. And um, you just so happened to had already been there for a year,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I, I was perfectly. Yeah, I was one of the leaders going to be helping with this group of like. 15 of you guys yeah there was a bunch
1: no no no, there was 19 well I guess it was 19 of us in total
0: right yeah so I was helping with your group and we were going to travel around Central America for six weeks I had no idea who these high school students were I was only a year out of high school and I was like (laughs) they trust me with this
1: Oh, you know I was thinking the same thing when I found <laughs> your age I'm like this girl is not even like a year older than me they, mm-hmm. they sent her on a plane to come get us that's some trust right there she must be a special lady yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> um and then I just met you in the airport I said how do you say your name
1: <laughs> and you hugged me I remember that I was mm-hmm. like wow she's a friendly lady as well
0: <laughs> so we started this trip, and I just remember thinking you were so funny. Like, we would just laugh all the time together.
1: <laughs> you were extremely full of joy. And I don't know what happened at all, but that whole trip, I don't think I've ever laughed so much in my entire life. I'm talking <laughs> like tears laughing. I'm talking about like having to go to the bathroom laughing. It was, <laughs> it was, it was rough. It was dangerous, is what it was. It really was you know had to
0: pull over the bus a few
1: times
0: (laughs) I remember we also had these talks in up till like 1 a.m in the morning or something like we would just talk and talk about whatever God was doing in our lives so much so that I would fall asleep on you like as you were talking I would start to just lull away
1: I've, I think it was more of just a decompressant for you, you know, just to decompress from the day, hear Dassey's voice and just. I know. fall I know with totally the Peacefully.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was chronically sleep deprived also. So <laughs> that's the reason.
1: And I remember I'm, I'd be like, Jenny, are you still with? And you just kind of like smile like, yeah, yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to let you go to sleep now. You're like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was out. <laughs> yeah yeah and thus our friendship was born
1: yeah there you go and yeah. here we are now
0: i know we were both single as pringles then and then you got married so quickly After i
1: know i know it was definitely the lord because i was completely against everything at that point point. and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it was really fast i think we we were engaged well we were dated married and engaged all within nine months good lord Yes.
0: Yeah. I know that was from the Lord because your husband is so perfect for you. So good job, Adam, for snatching up this one. (laughs) He tried his best. It was good. He tried his best. Well, today we are talking about something that we talked about all those late night conversations that we stayed up and I fell asleep. I feel like we were talking about this subject pretty much all of those times. And that is being set free from lies. Yes. And so Dassey, why are you passionate about seeing others set free from lies that they have believed?
1: Wow. Well, well, first of all, it's because number one, I know what it feels like to be so chained up by lies, but almost to the point of not even knowing it, you know, Um, but mostly is because I know what freedom feels like. Um, I know what freedom in the Lord feels like, and um, and I'm passionate because one of those lies was that it would never go away. One of those lies was that I would always have to be in the situation that I was with the thoughts that I had and with the feelings of, um, of everything, just either it be guilt or shame or anything of that, Fe- those feelings that I was 100, not 99, but just. sure that I was going to have to live with for the rest of my life. And I'd never thought it was going to be possible for those to just go away and the chains to drop, but they did. And it was because of the Lord. And so my knowledge of that and with that freedom, knowing that then was my identity within the Lord completely changed everything. Um, And I'm passionate about it because I know how sure I was, you know, I I know for a fact how sure I was that nothing could change, but God changed it all dramatically. So it's, I I can't even describe half of it, honestly. It's, it's very, very overwhelming, the passion that I have for this specific topic.
0: Right. Uh, And I've seen the actual change that's happened in your life. You, I'm not going to spoil the story for everyone, but (laughs) You were so adamant about the things that you believed and I watched as God just like started this process of like just taking your hand and saying, That's not true, baby girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if God called you baby girl, but <laughs> well, you know, it works out. It really I works you,
1: out. You know, now that you mentioned that, I specifically remember telling you things that I thought about all the time. And just like the lord used you in such a way of just being basically just a vessel of like i would say something that i commonly thought like basically like you know i don't believe people when they compliment me i think it's just like a regular not out of pity but like as a regular like oh you know they're just trying to be nice it's not really that big of a deal and you looked at me you're like uh i'm like you don't that's
0: not normal and you're like right oh. i would look at you like you were crazy <laughs> i was like you Do you think that like regularly? (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't that big of a deal
1: to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's just, that's just life. And you're, and just by your reactions, it opened my mind and my heart so much like, oh, well, maybe there is something there, you know? Oh, maybe there, oh, there's chains there. Whoa, really? What?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that leads into my next question. So, what were some of the lies that Christ has set you free from?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, of course, pick also, your
0: favorites, really.
1: <laughs> seriously, I, I guess as a uh, as a whole, the lie, of course, was definitely of my identity within him. But being more specific on that, um, it, it was that I, I wasn't worthy, I, I wasn't worthy, uh, the shame and the guilt. Um, but the, I think the biggest lie right here is that I would never, ever be able to be fully known and fully loved ever fully known and fully loved literally be able to just be vulnerable um in front of even the lord even the people that the lord had placed within my life i i never dreamed that i could be like here is here's my heart and here's my life and And them actually love me, you know, Uh, and that goes for any person. And that even goes, and I didn't realize this then, but it even goes within the Lord. I never imagined that I could just be who I am. You know, I kind of knew that the Lord loved me, but I had no actual real revelation like, oh, wow, he loves me with everything and I don't have to live with this anymore. Um, So definitely being fully known and fully loved.
0: Well, wow. then that's a broad one. Yeah. So, I can understand how that lie would extend into a bunch of little different lies like, okay, when people compliment me like, you know, they're just being nice, like they don't really mean it.
1: Yes. Or anything
0: like that. So, how did that process go for you where the Lord delivered you from those lies and were there any specific moments that you realized chains had fallen off?
1: Definitely. So, well, number one, we have a very kind God. We have a very, very kind God. And he is so loving that he doesn't throw everything on us at once. Now, sometimes it might feel like it, (laughs) but little do you know, there's more, you know, and he took me like his child. He took me step by step. And, um, and I know it's different for everyone, but for me specifically, uh, I think the journey actually started uh, my senior year, Right before I, I went to that trip in the summer with you, I, um, I began to realize I wanted to uh, talk to a guy, which is now my husband. I wanted to talk to him and I wanted to be open with him. And for the first time in my life, the, the one time I wanted to lay my walls down and put them down and trust someone, I realized that I couldn't. And that was the realization and the revelation that, oh, I'm not in control of this. Oh, I, I have walls that I'm not, like, I want to put them down, but I can't. And I don't know what's going on and I don't know what's happening. And so that was honestly the first revelation of like, what's wrong? Oh, there's something here, you know? And um, later on in that year, my vice principal of the school, she she did this uh, girls ministry service and uh, she had told a testimony of her being hurt all through her life her being uh, sexually assaulted and walls just began to build up within her heart and by the end of that service the holy spirit came so strongly to me i literally the lord just began to show me just these flashes of of piece by piece where walls had been built and i was crumbling in my chair i literally could not sit in it almost at all. And that was the realization. Okay. So here it is. So the Holy spirit just reveals the problem to you, you know, cause he's gracious. He reveals it to you. You have to identify that first. And then, um, of course, later on that summer, I went to our trip and to central America and all throughout that trip, he began to show me little by little, especially through our conversations, like what we were just talking about through our conversations and, me beginning to talk to you because I felt comfortable. You know, I, I learned more about myself and how I thought on that trip than I ever did uh, in my entire life. I had no idea. He p- pulled me away from what was common and what was normal, put me in that situation, had me talk to you. <laughs> and, and he just began, through you and through just other things, to just begin to reveal these walls and everything to me, just slowly reveal them. And um, well, for example, one of those moments, we were, we were riding on the bus. And there's this massive lake, I think you remember this, this massive lake. Um, it was absolutely beautiful. And we were driving around this lake. But in Central America, there's a lot of walls around um, houses and everything for security reasons. And and they were along the lake as well. But I was trying to get a view of of that lake because it was so pretty. And after a while, I realized that I couldn't because of all these security walls. And it kind of frustrated me. I was like, well, I'm not trying to robbed their house or anything. I'm just trying <laughs> to look at the view. You know, I'm not this crazy person. And it's frustrating because they have those walls up for those crazy people, but I can't see the view. And I'm just trying to, you know, get look at the scenery. And oh my goodness, the Lord spoke so strongly to me in that moment it was like, that is you. Like you have placed these walls up in your heart that Are blocking off everything and everyone and every person that I send to you, not only the bad people who you quote, think are bad or wrong, but also the people that are trying to help heal your heart and trying that I'm sending. And you're even blocking me from your heart. Those walls were never supposed to be there. They're just, I'm supposed to be your protection, not those walls, and, um, and it just like, I remember turning to you at just as a random moment. I'm just sitting there staring at the window and I turned to you, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what the Lord just spoke. And you're like, wow, do you always think this deeply? <laughs> <laughs> is that what I said, yes. And I, it That's cracked so me up funny. I, I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> That's but funny.
1: Honestly, It was just the Lord. And, um, so anyway, so I really think of that trip as just very much of just the rough draft of the Lord showing me all of this stuff. But the greatest thing is that after he shows you that, he's not finished. He's not done. And after that trip, later on, I went to another girls' conference and – um the Lord just began to show me more and more and uh, brought me this girl that was in the same situation that I was just completely disgusted of herself. And he revealed even more of what happened to me as a little girl, Um, just five years old, sexually, sexually manipulated so much and me remembering it, him revealing that to me. It was like, Hey, this is the biggest and oldest wall you got. And at first I was terrified. I was like, I did not sign up for this that is not like, no, I, like, I agreed to, for you to show me some walls, but I ain't touching that one, you know? And, um, but again, he is so kind and he's so gracious. And, um, later on I I got married and, um, there was a moment where, Actually, my husband and I get, got gotten a little argument, <clears throat> but uh, he went outside to take a walk, and randomly, I was like, you know what? I just felt prompted to go ahead and just start praying. And then the Holy Spirit began to speak to me, and just like, hey, declare forgiveness for all of these people in all of these situations. And so I verbally began to just declare, Lord, I forgive this person. Lord, I forgive this person. And I physic, and I'm not joking. I physically by myself began to feel just weights drop off of me and I just, it, it was absolutely crazy. I had never experienced the Lord in that way. And it wasn't in a service. It wasn't in this, you know, prayer. time. It was by myself at a random moment where the Lord decided he wanted to touch me and that it was time to get free. And by the end of that moment, I had never felt that way in my, my life. I was on the floor and <laughs> all I could say, like after just all the forgiveness and after the just, just these weights, it was really, it was chains falling off of my heart. I was on the floor just saying the name Jesus. And I just kept on saying Jesus, 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 Jesus. And my husband walked in.
0: I was going to say, I was like, did yeah. Adam walk in? <laughs> yeah.
1: you <laughs> on the floor. He- He walked in at that time and he was like, uh, he didn't even say anything actually. And I just looked at him and I smiled and I said, come lay beside me. And I was out of it. I was so, I was gone. Just the Holy Spirit, y'all. It's just, it was crazy. And he did. He came over there and just laid beside me. And eventually, and I just, that's all I could do. And the reason why it was like that was because never in my life had I felt that freedom that I felt in that moment. I did not realize how chained, how walled, and how weighted down I was until the Lord had set me free. And ever since that moment... I have never felt the same. That was almost two years ago now. Ever since that moment, I wake up in the morning feeling differently. My heart feels lighter. What we don't understand is how those lies and how those chains really, really affect us, even physically. I mean, our everyday walk, we don't realize how much we are weighted down because of the lies of the enemy and we were never supposed to be there. And so still to this day, it's so fresh because the Lord is so good and it's just, everything has changed. My heart changed. My mindset changed. Um, He freed me completely from the mindset of, I can never be fully known nor fully loved. Actually, a little backtrack right there. The Lord had told me uh, one night at that girls' conference, hey, you need to go tell. It's time to tell your fiancé at the time. It's time to tell your fiancé what happened as a little girl. It was the first time I was ever going to be able to say anything to anybody. It terrified me. And I went home. I told him. And the first thing Adam said was, wow, that's an amazing testimony. And I was like, huh. No, <laughs> like, uh, no, it's not, you know, but it was, it was just a glimpse of what the Lord was about to do. You know, it was just a small glimpse of that is an amazing testimony and you're going to see how great of a testimony that is. So it's just, it's been, it's been absolutely crazy. So it, that's a, it's a really long story and it was even more detailed than that. But for the most part, all that really matters is there is freedom and
0: it's real. And it's amazing. Right. Wow. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so beautiful. And that's right. When we put walls around our hearts, it's like, sure, you don't get quote unquote hurt by people, but you also don't experience the joy you can have in yes. relationship with people.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you think you do. You see the part of the lies is the enemy saying, oh, it's okay. Like you see, you still experience this. You see, you still you know, and it's just, it's absolutely crazy. And I thought that I was smart. I thought I was smarter than everybody else. I thought that I was smart. I, was, I thought that I like it wasn't hiding behind these walls as like a like, a, oh, I have to hide behind the walls. It's like, yeah, I have walls up. You're not smart enough to have walls up. I'm smarter than you. You know, what are you doing out there putting your feelings out there, you know? And uh, and so it just, those, I did not realize how much the enemy lied me. For, I'm talking years. Like this was not a, oh, a year and a half or two years that I was just in this. This was all of my life. Those walls began at five years old. You know, and it just continued on until I was 18 when I finally opened up. And that's how long the enemy can keep you bound because your mouth is shut. And I promised when I was, when I was eight years old, when I realized what had happened when I was little and I, I began to feel disgusted of myself. And I decided that I would never, ever tell someone what happened. Ever. And I kept that promise for all those years. And the enemy kept my mouth shut. I no. I allowed the enemy to keep my mouth shut all of those years. When if I would have just said something and allowed the Lord to enter in, he would have showed me the truth a long time ago. Now, I love the testimony that I have and the freedom that I have now. But I do know the truth. You know, mm-hmm. and um, but yeah, it's just a testimony of just how, how the effect of the enemy, I think we underestimate him, but also we underestimate the Lord for years. Like, oh, well, this is just, I didn't, you know, I would have never said that. But in reality, I was thinking, oh, well, this is just too much. It's not a reality for this to go away. It's going to have to stay. And that was completely wrong. That's always, always completely wrong. He can always turn it
0: around. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> so, Dassy, for everyone listening, how can we detect if we are believing any lies that don't align with the Lord's truth? And we just don't, we're not aware of it yet. We don't understand that we're believing those lies yet. How can we start to detect? I just picture you with like a metal detector going <laughs> through the sands, like, beep.
1: well it's actually it's funny that you say that because that metal detector is the holy spirit
0: oh that makes sense
1: exactly like honestly you just again i think that we really really underestimate the lord so one of the the gifts of this the holy spirit is revealing things to you that's what the word says. It says that the that the Holy Spirit he begins to root out things in your heart that needs to come out if we let them. if we yield to the Spirit, he begins to ye- just root those things out and he begins to service them. Now, some of our um, mistake when coming to that is that when we suddenly remember what happened or suddenly remember something or think about something that's wrong, we think that it's the enemy, we're like, oh no, in the name of Jesus, no. Well, I'm not thinking about that. But in reality, it very well might be the Holy Spirit trying to reveal to you because you need to you need to work that out with him. Mm-hmm. So number one, just looking at the face of Jesus and letting him reveal those lies, but also being fully vulnerable to him. Fully vulnerable. Just like, Lord, and just genuinely, Lord, whatever you bring up, just my heart is open to you. Um, So allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and root out anything, service anything, um, knowing what he has already said in his word. If those, if you hear anything that goes against his word, automatically, no, no, that's not true. No. So number one, we also need to know the word. To know that, you know, and again, the Holy Spirit, it, it says that he, he reminds us of his word. So we just need to read it with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if a lie comes up, he'll He'll pop that up real quick. It's a red flag. You know, that's what, that's what this life is about. It's about walking with him so that when we do come up to a lie, we know it's a lie because he tells us that is. So looking at his face, reading his word, but also remembering if it ever Ever goes against his character I know that my God is good and I know that my God is loving and with an everlasting love so when feelings of guilt and shame pop up that should automatically be a red flag now the Holy Spirit will convict us yes but that never has anything to do with guilt and shame those are two very different things and so if it ever goes against his character, that's an immediately no. No. So, uh, so yeah, definitely uh, be- definitely a lot of hope, uh, help from the Holy Spirit.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. Good <laughs> like, answer. In
1: the face of Jesus. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I also think maybe if there are certain things people say or do that cause you to get, like, super emotional, super, like, out of the ordinary type of emotional, like, Okay, I don't know why this isn't bothering anyone else, but I cannot stop crying about this. Or I, or I get so angry when this happens because it reminded me of something that happened a long time ago. That could be a red flag of like, okay, maybe you're believing some lies around this scenario. When people tell you that, just dig a little deeper.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. A lot, again, a lot of times we try to push those feelings to the side thinking that they're bad or they're wrong. But in reality, the Lord just wants us to look at it and be like, Oh, you know, thanks for revealing that. I need this, <laughs> I need to figure that out with you, you know, and just give right. it over to you. Yeah, that's a yes, exactly.
0: I mean, even the Holy Spirit refers to himself as Almighty Counselor. Like you bring your worst side to your counselor because you're there to get help, you know?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And and anything you become uncomfortable with you know um i like i remember hearing stories about um girls being uh, manipulated sexually or even abused and me getting uncomfortable not thinking about me personally but me not wanting to talk about it me just wanting to walk away because i didn't i, I did not i felt uncomfortable in that situation maybe even conversating about it um but it was because i didn't want anything now that i realize i didn't want anything to surface you know i didn't want to I didn't want to bring anything to the light, even to my own mind. And so that's, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And even we can refer back to Ephesians 6, where it talks about the armor of God we need to put on Mm -hmm. and that we are in a spiritual battle. So how would you say we can practically combat lies that we've dealt with for maybe our whole lives and when they continually come into our minds and we are like oh i want to put a stop to these thoughts but i don't know how
1: yeah well practically well number one surround yourself with godly people and godly warriors in christ surround yourself with friends like you did surround yourself with a friend like jenny <laughs> <that> <laughs> when you say something that goes against the lord and goes against what the lord has told you is true and that what you know is true they will tell you and tell you um that's no that's wrong that no you need to let's 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 talk about this and with a loving conversation let's figure this out together with the lord um so surrounding yourself with those godly people and with those um because the lord will actually place people in your life to be that You just have to open your eyes to see it, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so definitely for people, make sure you are held accountable by people. Make sure you have those friends. Also, again, knowing his truth and boldly declaring his truth, boldly declaring his truth. Um, And it really, it really is a spiritual battle. And I didn't know that. I didn't realize that it was a spiritual battle for all of those years. That's why I kept it to myself. I didn't realize that I was I thought it was just a me battle. I don't know if that makes sense. But I thought it was just a me battle that it was just gonna have to, you know, just gonna have to deal with it. And, um, and it has nothing to do with the Lord. But in reality, it had everything to do with the Lord. And um, when those lies surfaces, I had this wonderful lady, Um, she had come up to me, she just Felt the Lord speaking to her to come and talk to me. Uh, and she had a very similar story that I did. And uh, she was explaining how there's there's such even a deeper, a deeper um, level of freedom that you can even go to. There's a level of freedom where, oh, it doesn't really affect me that much anymore. I don't really feel attached to it anymore. And then there's a level of freedom that, like, wow, I'm not even that person anymore. I'm not even... Who that like, I remember, but I don't even recognize that little girl anymore because I know who I am. Does that make sense? It just, I, um, so when a lie surfaces like that, she, she mentioned, she's like, you know what, thank the Holy Spirit for identifying it and then ask Him to root out. Don't push it aside in a corner, but say, you know, even if it's in the middle of your day. You remember something you, you, it's a lot that comes up. You stop, say, Holy spirit. Thank you so much for revealing that to me, but I don't want it. Take it out in Jesus name. And if it comes up again, do it again, you know? So again, definitely surrounding yourself with the Lord's people and just Jesus friends and declaring his truth and knowing his truth.
0: That's so good. (laughs) i think even like we get annoyed sometimes of like the repetition of lies that come into our mind like no matter what i've done like it just keeps like filling itself in my mind it just keeps coming back like but i feel like we underestimate the power of repetition because like warriors when they are in boot camp they practice they have endless repetition of of things coming at them and that's what strengthens them like there will be a time where the enemy's like, yep, I can't get her with that lie anymore because she literally will not take the bait I'm throwing at her. Exactly. And there's there's time to learn that. So we need to give grace to ourselves in that.
1: Yes, that's good. Mm-hmm.
0: So how would you encourage anyone listening to understand their identity in Christ a little bit more Whew. or a lot a bit more, either way? <laughs> well,
1: <clears throat> honestly, the Lord has, especially over the past year, the The revelation of beloved identity has been huge, has been massive. Beloved identity covers just about everything that you can ever come across in your entire life. So that's a really broad subject. But beloved identity, who we are in Christ, especially if you've grown up within the church, hearing all of the stories, um, hearing all of the, you know, the miraculous stories within the bible uh, i think we get accustomed to it i think it gets a normal to us and so we kind of look at them as if oh they are just stories and not even realize it but not looking at them and realizing how real they are and so one of the things is just read his word and ask the holy spirit to renew your eyes by his spirit renew your eyes renew your ears and even renew your heart with receiving that so like even uh the prodigal son with him him returning we've heard that story many many times but the holy spirit if we read that story if we hear that story he can reveal the true love that he had for us and with this identity ask him how to allow you to see how he sees but one thing, And I, this has been a really, really big topic to me recently is that we were, we are his children. It is not, oh, I chose, no, we are his children. It is not because if you're adopted, you go through this phase of, oh, okay, well, I don't really know where the cups are. I'm going to ask him. And this, this, the skittish, this skittish phase of, oh, I just this, oh, I don't know. Um, they just have to grow to love me. No, we are his sons and daughters, that he has loved us from the very beginning. And he has an overwhelming compassion for us that we will be who he designed us to be that is why we he that's why he doesn't keep us in those bondage because that is not who he designed us to be he loves us way too much to keep us there he wants to break every chain he wants to reveal everything that does not belong there anymore and put you within a position that you're supposed to be We are his. It's not a guest at his table that he's just, oh, well, I'm going to be nice to this person because I feel bad for her and let her sit at my table. No, we have a seat that has our name on it at his table. We belong there as an old friend, as his child. We don't ask our parents to go eat at their table or even take something from the pantry. We just go and do it because we belong there. And the reality of that needs to come so that when the enemy tries to give us a lie of, oh, well, you just, you can't go to the Lord right now because, you know, you, you just did something that is, that's not worth his love. We know immediately, uh, no, that's my dad. Like, no, but I know him. I belong there.
0: <laughs> you know what? I know him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like,
1: I, th- that doesn't make sense to me because I know my identity. Mm -hmm. and knowing our identity knowing that the holy spirit and 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 the lord isn't some far off place he is literally within us he is inside of us um i'm not sure if that if i'm going everywhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) that literally made perfect sense no worries (laughs) yes that's definitely encouraging and the question was how would you encourage someone so perfect (laughs) that's awesome Wow, Dasi, thank you so much for sharing your story and the encouragement. It's just refreshing my mind, even hearing your one, your accent and two the truths that you're saying. So is there any final advice or encouragement you would give anyone listening?
1: I guess never, never stop. Never stop. Uh, I think uh, there was so many times where um, I-, I let up. Because I believed that, um, I had to basically almost punish myself for a while after I did something wrong or after I didn't, I wasn't, uh, with him or spending time with him enough. I would actually spend longer time away from him thinking that like, just in that guilt and shame of, Oh, I, I, well, I deserve to be here because I haven't really been a good child, you know? Um, but we need to understand that that is never how a good parent thinks and a loving parent thinks. They want their kid back now, and they're not going to shame you for it. It's like the prodigal son, that that father didn't say a word to him about anything. Instead, he ran to him, loved him, clothed him, and walked him in and had a feast. And there was nothing said about him being gone. And I think we really just come come back it's always he's always there and he's always with you and he's all he he's it you know he's he's it and he's just waiting
0: so yeah pretty much wow thank you for sharing wow it is an honor to know you i am so glad we met in that dallas airport three years ago <laughs> <laughs> So thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I was very very excited. I was I was so excited, especially since I've listened to a few of them. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be famous like Jenny. I'm gonna <laughs> be on her podcast. Wow, this is this is such an inspiration. This is amazing.
0: You're already famous in my heart, Dassy. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you very much.
0: Well, this is Dassy and Jenny. Signing off, No Idea Podcast. Thanks for listening.